0: hey hey sis (laughs) hey (laughs) it's just real
1: black over here (laughs) i was trying i guess first things
0: first happy birthday nigga (laughs) thanks nigga another day another year uh praise the lord niggas how praise are you Sam? sis you know i'm I'm doing all
1: right i'm doing okay um no complaints <laughs> i'm just committed to having a better week this well a good week this week i should say yes and pushing through
0: how are you doing <clears throat> um i'm a little tired you know i've been full of activity indeed but... indeed indeed I have been shown all the love today, and I'm truly appreciative for that. I am grateful for every message, every DM, every Instagram DM, every Twitter DM, just everything, every post. My sis wrote a beautiful post for me. (laughs) Was it beautiful? It was beautiful, even though you made it a point to mention that I get on your nerves. <laughs> I mean, you have to call things. Um, we do, and that's I,
1: I acknowledge that I probably I get on yours as well.
0: It's fine. Um, Not as much, but you know, I that's just kind of my my uh, my demeanor. I just get on the nerves. It's fine. I embrace it. <laughs> so no, but I had a good day, and I thank everybody, including you, for for making making it feel real special.
1: What birthday is it, sis? What birthday
0: is it for you? It's 32. Are you sharing with the people? Okay. Yeah, it's 32. Fuck it. Why not? You know, my mother gonna send me a text. Message, How's it feel to be in your 30s? I was like, girl, get off. Go on somewhere now. You got something to do. 32 is not in your 30s. No, it's not. I don't know why she's... I'm like, I still got a long way to go. But... Yeah, so I mean, I you know I will share what I know so far, and, and and uh I look forward to experiencing the rest. Man, listen, you it's got all a birthday good though. coming up in a couple months. That's what's up. Are we gonna talk about
1: Insecure or not?
0: Yeah, we. I think we. I mean, we got to.
1: Did you watch last week's episode? Are I you did. Up?
0: I I watched uh-huh. it as soon as we got finished because I felt right. shamed. So I was highly disappointed. That Crystal, <laughs> <laughs> a.k.a. Candace, a.k.a. Janae, didn't bust up in the bathroom on um, Bumblebee and Molly because hmm. I really wanted to see that happen. Do you really think that she knew that's where the, that she knew where they were, that that's where they were? I don't think that she knew that's where they were because I'm pretty like, listen, I'm not well versed in the uh, in the relationships of open. <laughs> but I, I I will say that had I chose to go down a road like that, I can't imagine I would be fully okay with, like, my nigga, like, taking a break to go do so in the bathroom while I'm sitting at the dinner table. I just don't really think that that's part of the open relationship, like, welcome packet. I don't think that they tell you that's how it's supposed to happen. Maybe I'm putting too many rules on it, but I just find that to be uh high-key disrespectful. It's like, damn, nigga, I already gave you the open. You gotta do it while I'm right here. I feel like I don't know.
1: Well, maybe I. I think that it's fair to assume that I'm probably viewing like all of my opinions about open relationships are very biased because mm-hmm. I view relationships through a lens of my own lived experience, and mm-hmm. you know, so I I get that I'm probably like you said, ill-equipped to talk about this with any, um, like you know. Level of certainty because I, I have no like or or accuracy for that matter because I don't I don't mm-hmm. know anything about these things. Mm-hmm. Um, howsomever, <laughs> I do believe that, uh, like you said, um, I would just imagine that there would be some some boundaries or stipulations within an open relationship. Even though that that's might, all I'm some, might, some might say that there that would be counterintuitive to the relationship being open, but at the same time. Uh, I just feel like Candace did not carry the situation. Like, she did not, like, if it was an open relationship and she was hip and she knew, like, in my mind, if if, if my dude says that we're in an open relationship, I, I would think that it would be like a threesome situation. Not that my dude would have a whole private relationship with, like, unbeknownst to me and... Right. and like I felt like Drew has not carried this like a in like he's in an open relationship. Like he's treated Molly very much like a side. Like people. a side chick. <laughs> like, like even it, with
0: the text message, like, oh yeah, shit. I gotta Yeah, go. I gotta
1: get up. I gotta go. Um right now. Like, and like <laughs> them sneaking off um at dinner and Molly, like like it was just really awkward. Um, it was. And very like if we're in an open relationship, everybody's cool, everybody's, you know, in cahoots, everybody's you know what I'm saying? We all know what's going on. What is what why would there be so much like, you know, hush hush, less mm-hmm. um, tiptoeing. You know, all of that. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's why I, that's why I said <laughs> right. That's why I said last week that that I really feel like, you know.
0: Um his relationship is closed like Chick fil A on Sunday.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Very much yeah. so. Yes,
0: indeed. I am, um, I also am biased in, in the, in the open relationship, uh, forum or whatever, only because I'm not down for them. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm, I'm not open to the open relationship. Like, I'm not down for an open relationship. That's not my ministry, so it's not really mine to speak on. But again, I will say, look, I'll reiterate what you said. I can't imagine that it, it's, it should go down like that. Like, I can't imagine I'd be okay with my nigga just sneaking off to the bathroom. You know, I just the whole thing is just like, okay, we don't want to be close to this and blah, blah, blah. But you committed yourself. And furthermore, like you're saying, you don't you don't want to be you don't want to be limited or whatever. So, you know, what if you meet somebody out? You don't want to be limited to that. So you guys would rather keep it open. So you rather go sleep with these random people and then come home and tell them like, oh, by the way, I just you know, I just had to do it. So, you know, this is like, I mean, it's just not my thing. It's just not my ministry, but I'm not downing polygamy.
1: I am, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, I mean, it's just beyond my purview. I just have no I have no range of experience or thought about it because no. it's just beyond my realm of understanding. But to each his own, to each her own, carry on, do what you do. I'm um, so glad Kelly got more FaceTime this season. Yeah, Kelly is a blessing to me. I'm actually a part of the Kelly Hive. I think yeah. Kelly, I think Kelly and Issa's brother are my favorite characters on the show I believe <laughs> I think those are the ones that th- those are the people that I relate to the most <laughs> I
0: think mean, Kelly's uh, I mean Issa's brother is like so many of my friends <laughs> he's like so many I know. how long you gonna be I just have to do this this and this just like 10 how minutes nigga <laughs> how long you gonna be That. how long you gonna be and they call to, your long time bit up, <laughs> up. Yeah. But then I'm Kelly not- is me. Butter, nigga. <laughs> we talked about that last week. We did. But it's still, it's just, it's so joyful. And then can we just talk about, can we just talk about Due North real quick? Mm, sure. <laughs> Underground Light. Can we make that a thing, HBO? I really want to see Due North as an actual show. I'm asking for that.
1: I have a question. Okay. Does anybody know where Tiffany was when she was supposed to be at,
0: at Molly's? Oh, she was at home uh, being extra. Because remember, she's pregnant. Remember, nah. she called when they were when they were watching Due North. You talking about when they were laughing at Issa, when they were like, I mean, valuables?
1: I mean, Well, I guess, I don't know, maybe my mind went to another place because I just felt like maybe that was an indication that she was where, she wasn't where she was supposed to be. I want to know where she was. I just felt like <laughs> her not showing up at Molly's house. Like, that was not a reasonable excuse to not come
0: that's why they were they were like they were like she's going to be so extra now that she's pregnant oh i'm so i'm tiffany and i'm pregnant that's what they i think that's what they were making fun of her so i thought cuz at the beginning she called um and kelly was like oh this is tiffany she's not coming let me go call her or yeah she texted her or whatever and she called her and then she was like she said she's not feeling good she's not going to come or whatever and then later on i guess she was texting them about the show
1: and that felt that's like a me, lie to me. That's why, that's why I'm, I'm saying that that <laughs> felt
0: like a lie to me. It didn't. Oh, I just it thought it was mean. her being extra. You know, she's aggravating.
1: I feel like I feel like there's more to the Tiffany and Derek story. So I would like to like, see more of the Tiffany and Derek story. I would not. I don't really care to know. <laughs> to I don't really care about them as a couple. But I'm just saying, when she said that, I was just like, she lied. No, but she plays the part so well. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess. But I'm just saying When she said When they said Tiffany's not coming And when her husband Was like Oh yeah She's over at Molly's Or whatever Or wherever they were They were at Molly's right
0: But They were supposed to be At Molly's Watching the um, Yeah, yeah watching her the, husband I, don't, I guess that I did that that. She was at Molly
1: When she was at Molly's And then when When she told Kelly that she wasn't coming to Molly's. My mind was just like, oh, she must be with the father of her her child because it's not Derek.
0: I was about to say, maybe the baby
1: ain't his. <laughs> that's what I said. I mean, that's just where my mind went. Maybe maybe I watch too much TV, but <laughs> I, somebody's lying. I just felt like something kicked up in my spirit and said, I don't, I don't buy it.
0: Oh, I think she was being extra. But on to Lawrence and Issa. What are your thoughts? I don't have none. They irritate me. I know that's why I want them to get back together because they deserve each other. Um,
1: I I will say that like I knew it was gonna. I knew from the very moment, and I want to thank Steen because we were on the same page. Shout out to Steen Fox. Always. My Christine, she just literally, like, she, I was literally typing the words and then she said them and I was just like, dang, Steen beat me to it. But we were definitely thinking on the same play page. Um, thinking along the same lines. I knew when that nigga got out of the car and showed up at the dunes in that Carl Thomas sweater. <laughs> I said because when Sting said I was just like listen don't he have on this I wish I never met her ensemble (laughs) (laughs) at all I just knew it. I was like, Lawrence is going to cry. Lawrence is going to be real extra right here. I just knew it. I just knew it. I was just preparing myself. I I was was... irritated immediately because when he pushed that door open, I was just like, so he don't knock? Like, what? I was like, so I just had an attitude immediately. (laughs) I was was upset immediately. (laughs) Then I was confused because he had on a full turtleneck and Issa showed up. To the function with her whole back out. And I'm just like, well, what season is it exactly? What is the temperature given?
0: This is, that was the question that I had that entire scene. I didn't care about any, I was like, what season <laughs> is it? Because Isa has on a summer dress I mean, and Lawrence has mm-hmm. on a turtleneck sweater. And it's not even like a summer sweater where it's got like big ass holes and it's light and, no, it, you know, no. airy. No, that shit look hot. Listen, and, it looked hot.
1: Okay. So on to the meat of the matter. I was, I for one, I'm very grateful that it took us 16 episodes, two full seasons, but these niggas actually had a productive conversation. So I was very, very pleased. I was like, well, listen, look at this adulting. Thank the Lord we made it. I was very excited. Um, Yes. And I was like, look at them. Look at the words. They're using them. I'm so excited. <laughs> I was thrilled. I was overjoyed. I was like, yes. And it was awkward and painful. I, I, I appreciated it. It was really like, you know, we've all had, I would relate it to the moment. Uh, the scene, rather, because I'm just like you've had to have a, 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 a awkward conversation with a nigga, and you really felt like you had to say some things that you knew you had to say, but you didn't really feel like saying, mm-hmm. and you had to, you know, be vulnerable. And like I really just was like, yes, this is a great scene. Until Lawrence cried, no, <laughs> I wasn't ready, and I know that I should be like, um you know warm no. and fuzzy and compassionate but i don't know his tears kind of made me be like Nigga, if you don't wipe your nose
0: lauren's to um, me
1: and you know i'm glad that they were able to hug it out and get back to a, a good place and then Issa started tripping on meth i was like this is a hallucination <laughs> like this is not no, even trance. a dream sequence trance. like somebody is on an opioid like something is Something is wrong. Acid. This is a hallucination. Very strong. And we marijuana. went there so quickly. Like I was just like, girl, girl, how? So yeah, I mean My girl I knew went that it through was a it
0: dream. a whole she went through steps of life. She went through
1: multiple pregnancies. She went through <laughs> she she went through marriage and multiple pregnancies in a matter of milliseconds. Literally. She went through emotions. I mean, I mean, I get it, and I think that what made, what irritated me about it, was like that was me because I can totally, I can totally, I can concoct a saga. I can. That's why I get so angry because I really can see myself. That's how I love what Issa's doing. I hate the show and I love the show at the same time because I can relate to the to the I can relate to the characters because I can say that I've been where they are because mm-hmm. um, I can totally. Within half a second, visualize a full life with the nigga. Like I can do it. I've done it before. It's Like that's honest. Like that's so honest and it's so real, but it's so annoying.
0: And <laughs> it's so annoying. So that's fascinating though.
1: It is. It is. But I have. I. 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 Listen. That's why it's like you show. You know, you used to show me myself, and like it was good. It was a good. Good man in the mirror moment because I was like I gotta I gotta cut that out that that is crazy that is bananas yes and I'm asking myself to change my ways
0: but yes I if you see yourself in mean, Issa then yes absolutely I, I mean listen I
1: all my me and my journal my journal have been getting it in heavy <laughs> this season of insecure because I'm just
0: like let me unpack all of the things <laughs> because I don't want to be this person what. That's this fair. is terrible. Why live with the sh- Yes, absolutely. Um I thought it was a really great episode. Um it was beautifully shot obviously cuz it was directed by Melina Matsukas. Oh. I hope I on. said that right. I don't I don't know. Um but it was a beautifully shot episode. I really like how they did the 30 days. I really want Molly to get her, like Little, like, I get it, okay? He's not the nigga that you, Like, I get it. But he's... I, I, she's really making some very poor decisions.
1: But my nigga, why? Like, what... So, is there no middle ground? Like, is there no, like... Is there no happy medium between... I could see myself liking this person. He's my friend... And uh I might I give him a chance, again. you know, yeah. I might like, you know, allow myself to hang out with him and get to know him and possibly pursue something that's beyond friendship. Like, Or is it just I'm gonna pull his pants down and get sit on his sit on his penis right here? Like I just
0: felt like why do we go there so quickly? Because she took a hiatus from her therapy sessions.
1: Well, maybe that's just me and the way that I see the world. But I was just like, at what point? Like, how do we get from "Mm, I don't really like him and her therapist saying maybe you should give him a try? Why does give him a try mean? I'm going to have sex with you in this Bounce office. Up and down on that like, thing. like I just, I just <laughs> and I mean, hey, I realize that the way that I see things is often not the way that everyone else does, and it's not a judgment. It's really my own ignorance. I was shocked, like when I, when I don't, and I was like, I'm sure that it was only me because everyone else on the timeline seemed to just move right along from it, but. I was just like, wait,
0: there was a lot going on, but no, like, wait, it, there was no, it was like this. You went from calling him a homie at dinner. awkwardly, like bruh, like awkward, to jumping like, up on his dick.
1: And I'm just like, <laughs> like, how do we get here? And so quickly, like, I think she, I don't know. if She doing? was trying to
0: make herself like him. I don't know if she was, if she allowed herself to like him and t- let her emotions do what she felt. She wasn't even she drunk to do yet. In that moment. Like she no, took she half a sip of the Hennessy. Like she wasn't even like I was just trying to figure out. No, she wasn't drunk at all. She was fully aware as to what she was doing. But and then I don't understand this whole thing. I, he's not the guy that I feel like I should be with. Well, you originally were focusing on all these men and these professional dating sites and. You know, these guys who are doing something, you got this dude who's an attorney. You just don't want to be with him because he's a chubby nigga. You know what I'm saying? Even Nisa, where she was. What? Yeah, it's not. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not that. He's not the dude that I don't think I should be but
1: he's not he doesn't
0: look like the dude. He that don't look, I think look like that the I dude. Should. She ain't wanna he say that. He doesn't
1: look like the dude. Right, right. She
0: don't wanna say that, which is why I think she had sex with him. Cause she was like, I'm gonna show that I can be attracted to him or I can because I like his personality can make but I don't understand why she jumped zero to hundred. Like I really she did that n- nigga real quick. So um but I I and then uh, the cliffhanger. Were you surprised?
1: Were you surprised
0: no, when answered nope. the door? No.
1: <laughs> I just was like, uh I can't say that I was like appalled. Like I felt no. like I saw some reactions on Twitter and people were like, oh my God. I was just like, no. No. I knew I kind of knew. I was like, I kind of yeah. well part of me wanted to believe that, you know, Molly was, you know, pulling out her lingeries and things for Lorel. For full chubs For old Chubby for the Chubby homie, number one. Like I was like, Well, all right, yes. And then, you know, I knew immediately. I knew immediately when she sauntered over. I said, and another I had had a beef with Molly because I just feel like, and it's really petty. I don't I don't know.
0: No, (laughs) what is
1: it? Say it. I didn't like Molly's shoes, and I know it wasn't about the (laughs) I, I know it wasn't about the shoes. but I feel like, how do you get all done up in this uh in this you know, take me home and do me shoes, and then you put on your grandmother's Sunday school pop <laughs>
0: the, the fuzzies
1: girl. And I was like, the fuzzies, but they had a two inch heel, like, ma'am, where are you going? Where are you going <laughs> with this sensible are, shoe? This is like a sensible shoe, girl, like you really like, come on, a glamour shot <laughs> shoe. Like, she ought to have been tipping. She should have been tipping to the door in her 6 like, <laughs> She should have been tipping. I Whoa, said, but thos. did she really? Thos. She literally had on Blanche Devereaux slides. And she I felt some kind of way. I
0: felt some kind of way. I was like, oh, <laughs> hell no. You know Girl, what you... I felt a way about? What? Issa's boss. Because right before we watched um, Insecure, we watched Living Single. <laughs> Regine. Regine. <laughs> 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 that was Regine Mo butter <laughs> <laughs> um, That is <laughs> But oh So Issa's boss Has Khadijah here
1: Oh I don't want to talk about it
0: It's true I just felt like <laughs> Watch them me,
1: why, why, Speaking of Issa's boss Let's just segue right on into Issa And how I just feel
0: like How a white lady she... ain't never gonna I'm sorry okay nope <laughs> How a white
1: lady ain't never gonna what
0: What are you saying like you ain't gonna come at me like that with oh. no segregation. Just don't don't do that. Don't do that. First of all, I just
1: felt like I could. I heard Monica like when, when Issa got chewed out by her boss. Like right at that. Like if I was in charge of the soundtrack, I would have cued in Monica's. Funny
0: how the tables turn. <laughs> turn. turn. <laughs> I was ready
1: because. I said, now
0: would you just look at this?
1: Issa done; me- she's ruined her life. And I just feel like, what if season three Issa is season one Lawrence? Because mm. she about to mess around and lose this job. Yep. Even she about
0: after to mess the mess around, race. And lose this
1: job, right? Yep. And she's homeless as hell,
0: as fuck.
1: <laughs> that's that's and what now she about to be, to be and, and the first thing she say to Daniel is, "I'm sleeping on the couch." Yeah. So I'm like, mm, well, Lord, now won't the Lord
0: bring you full circle? <laughs> uh, won't he humble you when you need to be shown the way? Won't he just bring you right down? Because even when they were after that, re- <laughs> shout out to Kelly for stopping because her period came. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is so honest. That is. <laughs> but even Tiffany, we're all shady, aggravating ass, talking about, look at Kelly losing weight, getting Molly got multiple, whatever Molly was doing at the time. I can't remember. Job offers offers and shit. She's like, We're having a baby. She's like, And Issa, (laughs) Issa ain't doing nothing. Issa is eating humble pie. That is what she is doing. Issa's about to eat the biggest of humble pie. I think you're right. She might go into the third season and end up losing her job. Even though her boss didn't say she was going to lose her job, she said we have to evaluate having you out in the field. I wouldn't be surprised if she came back and said, Nah, like, we got to get rid of you. Yeah, what are you going to be doing? Like, this isn't, you're not a cop. So it's not like we can put you on desk duty. I do like the fact, though, that even though Issa's shit is falling apart, that they focused on her kind of redeeming herself from like this aggravating, awful person that she had become, even with the whole job situation and her taking responsibility You know what I'm saying? And not bringing Frida into it or not trying to put any blame on her for anything. Like she took responsibility with that. You know, she kind of took responsibility with the Lauren situation and like flat out apologized. And We talked about their effective communication. So I appreciated that Issa's communication seemed to be a lot more clear in this episode and that she seemed to be coming around and recognizing her shit a little bit more.
1: That's what, uh, you know, adulting is all about. And I feel like that's something that's going to continue on in season three in a lot of different ways. So I'll be interested to see how it all plays out. Like if she really ends up, you know, giving... And like if this thing with, with Issa and Daniel becomes like a
0: real thing. And if so, what would that look like? <sighs> that's going to look like the ultimate deceit to, to uh, oh boy, Lawrence. Well, I mean, everybody's grown here. I don't really know. In the way yeah. that Molly's shoes irritated you, Padma. You know
1: get, her out. Get, her, get her off. I was so when, she was, when she got ooh. out that car, I was like, yes, girl.
0: Fry no, him. I was, I was happy that she went in on him. But when she was sitting up on that counter with that leather skirt on. It just really frustrated the entire life out of me that she did not have it altered. And it was gaping in the back. I could not focus on anything else. Oh, I was bad. like, how come nobody tucked this skirt? This is frustrating me.
1: <laughs> but
0: I was happy to see Padma out of here. I was ready to get her out the paint. I also um, feel
1: like Padma used Florence. And I feel like... What, as a gateway to niggas?
0: Well, she Sorry. played on
1: his, his clear, <laughs> he had clear, well, maybe he clearly had personal and professional insecurities. And I think she played both of them to her advantage. What she needed to do is get Lawrence in, in her, in, uh, in her pocket and in her panties. <laughs> by,
0: um, <laughs> I'm glad we didn't get that sex scene. Yes, indeed.
1: I think she could play like she, he could, she could have been a part of his little professional rotation because she clearly had, had had with their manager or boss or coworker or whatever <laughs> yeah. and um i don't know like she was still, clearly still high and kicking up in his face so like what if you know she was just trying to keep lawrence where she can keep his keep her eyes on uh, on him and know what he's thinking because he want every time they talked about his ideas like what if what if she was just going to steal them joints like i don't know maybe i'm just
0: no, I thought that at first, like when when they first it was her and the white girl. I said, "Oh, they are about to steal his his app and like present it." But you know what? And make it better. E- even right. But even though she irritated me because she was so pushy and so forward, I still don't. I don't think she was manipulating anything because I don't see what she could have gotten out of it. I think that she was trying to keep it funky with him, and she was one of those people that that just kind of generally does that. And he just didn't want to hear anything she had to say because Lawrence doesn't really want to hear anything anybody has to say until the end of the episode where he finally he came full circle and was able to admit his own shit, um, which I thoroughly appreciated. But I, I don't know if I think I think she now that whole ha ha and kiki with your with your coworker who you fucked once upon a time. And the, like I don't really f- fully understand that or how you can hop around and shit where you eat so often. I do think that she liked Lawrence and that his his insecurities just genuinely turned her off. And while anybody would probably not be comfortable in that situation, like, yo, you used to like we all work together and now you dealing with me. While that can look shady, I don't think that she had any other intentions of going with this dude again. Or, you know, I think it she just kind of had that mentality. Like, what? It was just a fuck. Like, it wasn't nothing. You know what I'm saying? And she was able to detach. She was one of those people that's able to detach and i think that lawrence's insecurity sincerely turned her off i think she liked him okay i i mean that's what i got from it like that's and that's like i'm not on her side but i do think that she she liked him cuz what does she really have to gain from him a mediocre app idea you know what i'm saying like the biggest thing she had to gain was that <laughs> is the biggest thing she had to gain mm-hmm. but outside of that i don't really know how she could have manipulated anything cuz he ain't really have nothing to offer that's just okay. my take on it.
1: Maybe I just don't like her and I don't trust her. And I think no, I'm I,
0: to I I I just I didn't really care for her too. I didn't really care for her too much, so I was just happy to see her go all together. But I was I like, don't let me like, just
1: kind of feel like it's the last we've seen of her though. But
0: I mean, if it is, I you? certainly won't be upset. First episode, Return of Padma. <laughs> 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 but I am very anxious to see season three. Um, I know they're going to I think they're going to start filming for it soon or are they going to start writing for it soon I don't know HBO be playing with our emotions but I'm I'm very very anxious to see season three I'm really um excited to see what they do with the story and you know what kind of new developments they bring up because I definitely wasn't expecting the whole Molly and the married man scenario and all of that so I'm I'm anxious to see what they what they write in for this third one and I'm happy and I'm Apparently, um, apparently the show's not gonna go for a really long time. So, like, I don't think Issa intends on having the show like pan out for like ten seasons or anything like that. So, I am curious to see how they develop the story, but also how they end up wrapping the whole thing up.
1: Indeed. <clears throat> well, we've spent a lot of time uh, talking about Insecure, but I guess you know <laughs> that's fine. It's fine.
0: We do what we want because we pop her.
1: Maybe in light of that, I will put a timestamp to where you can find, if I think about it, if I remember, I might think about putting a timestamp to where you, if you want to go straight to Kitchen Table Talk or straight to Shout Out to My Sis, if you have yet to watch it, maybe I'll, I'll put that put a warning. in the description box. Maybe, perhaps, mm. but in the meantime and in between time.
0: My sis is popping right now, like. It's
1: time for Shout Out to My Sis. Hermana. <clears throat> Hermana. This week, shout out to my sis. Uh, we got a letter from a listener that reads, Good morning, my beautiful, talented, inspiring big sisters. Good mm-hmm. evening. As I know you will be recording this evening or tonight, I thought I better get this sent out this morning before I walk the dog, pick up the <laughs> laundry, and head to the plantation. Unfortunately, yes. my perfectionism has me instead um, of editing this on the subway. Um, this shout-out goes to my sis, Kimberly Marable. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Kimberly, always Kimberly, never Kim, has been in The Lion King on Broadway for the past three years as a bird lady ensemble member and as an understudy for Sarabi, Simba's mom, as well as Shinzi, the female hyena. She has gone on in both of those roles many times over the past three years, but that's not why I'm shouting her out this morning. A little over three weeks ago, Kimberly auditioned, ...for the role of Nala and nailed it. Not only mm-hmm. was she cast, but this past Friday, September 8th, three weeks later to the day, she made her debut as Nala in the Broadway production of, of Disney's The Lion King. Additionally, at the end of August, she produced her first show. Kimberly Mirabo presents Lions in Park* Pack char which sold out the Rockwood Music Hall. I'm so incredibly proud of her and just want to give her this public praise because the world should know about her accomplishments. Thanks for reading and sharing. Love you both. Sincerely, Grace Jones. Not, no, not that Grace Jones. <laughs> um, and she sent an awesome picture of Kimberly and other members of the cast. So we just wanted to give a shout out to Kimberly for uh, such Absolutely. an amazing first performance as Nala. And, um, and also for three years of awesome performances as a member of the ensemble. I just thought it was really amazing and, and awesome that you know the, another black girl is just spreading her magic all over Broadway, Absolutely. and uh wanted to feature that on this week shout out to my sis so shout out to you shout kimberly to you. and thanks for writing grace
0: have you seen the lion king sis yeah years, oh, years
1: ago years ago but i need to see it again i would like yeah. to see it again i should say
0: i've seen it twice years i don't think i've seen it in 10 years probably but I would love, love, love to see it again and take... I want to actually take um, Tristan and Noah to go see it because neither one... Tr- they, they've they not been to a Broadway show yet. So I think The Lion King would be perfect. So shout out to you, Kimberly. I think that's absolutely dope. I love seeing black girls in these roles. And The Lion King is such a long-running and dope production. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Shout out to you. Yeah, man. You poppin'. Okay,
1: boys and girls, it's time to gather around the kitchen table for... Um... Some more chit-chat and conversation about all things adulting. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about
0: this week, sis? So this week, we thought we would talk about birthdays. How fitting. (laughs) Um, We thought we'd talk about birthdays because obviously we said today is mine. But in light of that, I know that one thing that I thought about is that a lot of people, when it comes to their birthdays or times around their birthdays, especially the older we get, uh, sometimes you'll hear a lot about people's anxieties that they have about turning an older age, things that they have not accomplished yet, um, things that they wish they would have accomplished so far, you know, and just kind of all of the negative things that come along with getting older. So we thought maybe we would talk a little bit about that and then also focus on some of the positive things about getting older. So I guess my first question to you, sis, is... Nope, nope, um, nope,
1: nope. It's your birthday, so we're asking you the question.
0: <laughs> okay. My birthday so I'll let you is go.
1: not until later. So I'm going to ask you, did you have any anxiety about <laughs> or stress? Were there anything that, you know, any hesitations or... Anything in your? Were you how? How did you feel about turning thirty-two? Like, were you excited about it? Did it give you like? Were you upset? Were you stressed out? Just talk to me about that.
0: I wish I can give you a more entertaining answer, but I didn't really feel anything <laughs> at all about my birthday. <laughs> I didn't feel anything about turning an older age. It it didn't bo- It doesn't bother me to get older, and I think I think part of that comes from. Just in how I was raised and hearing from my mother, Um, you know, my mom always spoke to me very, very often about how the 20s were your time for figuring things out and your 30s were your times to to really kind of get those things together and really live your best life and how her 30s were her best times. And I've mentioned that before. And I think hearing her say that it really kind of resonated with me. And so it has helped me as I've gotten older to not have those anxieties that I know that a lot of my friends or people that I know face just because my mom always gave me something to look forward to. She always instilled that positivity um, in me when it comes to, to turning a little bit older. She's like, you, you, you learn a little bit more. You're able to experience a little bit more. You're able to learn from the experiences you've had. But I will say in the past, um, I've had a couple freakouts where I'm like, I'm I feel away because I haven't accomplished a certain thing by this particular age. Because I feel like at this age I should have done this by now. You know what I'm saying? When it came to degrees or it came to education in general, different professional uh developments. You know, there have been times where I have gotten really down on myself for not being in a particular place. But what about you? Same question, sis.
1: Nah nah not answering nothing yet. So since <laughs> you got everything all under control and you all good, you know what I'm saying? You no. no worries. You don't feel no kind of no. way How about turning thirty-two. Let me ask you, let me ask you, is there anything that you that you would have or have not done? Or is there anything that you would have thought that would have been different by this age? Like if when Jade was seventeen and you asked her what thirty-two would have looked like when, for seventeen-year-old Jade, does it line mm-hmm. up
0: with what the reality of thirty-two-year-old Jade is? Absolutely not. I'm absolutely not. You know, I I don't I I didn't know where I would go. I figured I'd get married at some point or another. You know what I'm saying? I didn't put a lot of pressure on it, but I figured it would happen at some point. That happened. Um, I again, I have gotten really down on myself before for professional developments. Um, or lack thereof, should I say, or, you know, in the timing that I thought I should be someplace. And so, yeah, at this age, I thought some, you know, things might have been going differently financially <laughs> or professionally. Um, and I have definitely been stressed out about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I'm too old for this or you go through a particular hardship and you're like, why am I dealing with this? Like at this age, I thought I would be, you know, I'd have it all figured out. And I remember watching my parents at this age because my parents had me young. So I saw them, I saw them grow up. You know what I'm saying? And it always looks like your parents have everything together. We say that all the time, but it always looks like they have it together. They have moments where it's tight or whatever, but it looks like they know how they always, like they always figure it out. And being a mom now. And kind of figuring out, but still struggling along the way. Uh, I do get a little down on myself because I'm like, I wish I had more money in the bank right now. Or, you know, I wish my savings account was a little more beefed up or this credit situation that I'm working on. Like, why is this not going faster? And I try to put things into perspective a little bit, even just this past weekend with Noah starting school last week and then starting dance this weekend. It's like, yeah, you know, I... I would love to go all balls out for my birthday and, you know, pop bottles and whatever the case. But I got to go buy these leotards for this baby and make sure she has her uniforms for school. And I don't ever want her to to look at me and say, oh, my mom doesn't have it figured out. But there are definitely places that I thought I would be in different aspects of my life, um, namely financially and professionally. Uh, And I realize that's just not reality. That's real. That's
1: really real. All right, I guess I'll answer the question now. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Mm. I definitely have real anxiety about getting older, mainly because I don't know. I guess, I guess you could say I'll be 35 this year. Mm-hmm. And I, and I guess in my mind, I had a, 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 con- a concept of what I thought 35 would look like. And mm-hmm. I'm not just talking. I mean, professionally and financially being a big piece of it, but I just thought that life would look different and feel different. And I don't, I don't feel like I'm as old as I am. Mm-hmm. And so I do have a lot of, um, a lot of, I don't want to say it's anx- anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. but I do think, I do think a lot about it because mm-hmm. I think about things if we're in, you know, in, in terms of time. And you think about what that, what it, what it means physically, um, and so forth and so on, and how much time you have in front of you. Uh, it doesn't really seem like it's that much. I guess when you hold yourself up to the markers that you, you know, had in your mind. So like for me, yes, there are some things professionally. Professionally, I did not, I, I thought I would have been where I, where I am right now. I thought I would have been there a lot sooner. And financially, I didn't really realize, like, so the cost of, although there are, although my degree, my, uh, degree programs were funded, there was still a cost, mm-hmm. um, to being in school for as long as I was. So not only like, you know, student loans and stuff like that, but you think about the years that you've lost. Like, I feel like when I compare myself to people who I went to undergrad with and we graduated, at this point, well over 10 years ago, right? <laughs> and them niggas been making money. Like <laughs> they have been making full time, full salaries and, you know, putting things away for retirement, investing and in all, and all that. So they have been doing that for since they, since they've had their salary positions f- fresh out of undergrad, mm-hmm. they have been doing those things. So. I definitely feel like I am behind the curve and I have a lot of time to make up for when it comes to finances. But Mm -hmm. in addition to that, I never thought that I would be alone Mm -hmm. at this age and, and not lonely and like despondent. I don't want anybody to be concerned about me. I am not sliding down a wall and miserable. (laughs) Okay. I'll be all right. But, (laughs) Um, and, and not just like, you know, be uh, the, the benefit of being as old as I am is that I've learned that a lot, my, my perspectives were so short-sighted in my younger years and and what I thought of, of partnership and marriage and relationship was really, really, really like, um, cheap in comparison to how I think about things now. I I don't really care about the big white dress and the wedding mm-hmm. with a million trillion people, and mm-hmm. I don't care about rose petals. I don't care about all the fairy tale. I feel like I've outgrown that. Like I don't care Absolutely. about that. And I and I'm not, and that's not a judgment because I know that there are there are very much there are so many women who still have you know the Cinderella dreams, and I'm not trying to crush your dreams. I'm just saying that I I don't think about those things for yourself for myself when I when I think about. Being alone at this age is I wanna say maybe I should say single because I'm not alone. I have family, I have friends, I'm not like I said, I'm not like wall sliding in here. You're never alone. But um I think I think more about like building and partnership and companionship and you know, when I say building, like building a legacy, building a future, and I I feel like I am doing that. By myself, I'm, but I feel like I could be, it could be all the more great and fantastic if I had a like minded life partner to do it with. Right. And that's what I, and especially in terms of having kids. Cause I will be honest, like, I know that, I know that people have babies at all, like, you know, older women, like Halle Berry, all these women have babies at, 40 and 50 and all that. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like it would be awesome to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And I would like to be a mom. But I think I'm coming to grips and to terms with the fact that like, you know, it might not happen. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, okay. If it, like, if it, if it, if it does not happen. Mm-hmm. And I can say that as, um, like that I never thought that I would be in this place. Right. Just, you know, thinking and, and that's, that's, that's the kind of, that's those are the kinds of ways that I, I think about it. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's stress. It is, it is a little bit of, it is, it is a bit of disappointment. Um, I'm still, and I, I struggle with, you know, hopeful and everyone was saying like, oh, you got, I struggle with that. Um, Cause I think I'm just in, in a, in a mindset where I'm just like, I gotta be alright either way so let me just get myself in order so I'm just alright either way right. so I'm just gonna work as hard as I can and work on me and and you know my relationship with God and all that stuff it's just, it's just kinda like I'm just cool like you know I'm good I think that that's where my um my thoughts about aging are I'm not tripping I'm not mm-hmm. um But I'm not, like, I think I'm I'm getting getting more and more clarity about, like, what it means. And now I'm just trying to learn how to fully be present in this age and enjoy it. Right. And maximize on this time for what it is. Because it could very well be that life will be different five years from now, ten years from now. But Mm -hmm. I don't want to look back on this time and, and, and feel like it's
0: time wasted exactly um and i think that's I, that's a better way of putting i think that's kind of where i'm at is that i just kind of try to enjoy where i'm at and look forward to more that's to come i've had a lot of ups and downs professionally um i've had some really some really great moments where i'm like i'm loving the job that i'm in i'm loving what i'm doing i'm loving where i'm at and then a big layoff comes or something along those lines that will completely, you know, humble your entire entire world. And I think that the um but I've seen a lot of my friends and I've seen a lot of people that I know actually have sincere freakouts about about being older. And I think where my disappointment has sometimes come in has been just okay, I I wish I was at a different place right now. But I try not to stress about not being in a place because of an age. I try not to focus on the numerical part of it. You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of people focus on the numerical part of it. Um, but I'm now trying to take this, you know, this place and and use it to motivate, motivate me to continue to try to push my career. Now that I especially know what I want to do and I've worked in it for some years now and I've put my experience in, And I'm ready to start building some of my own, you know, some of my own brands and whatnot. I try to focus on doing that and looking forward to what that's to bring in the future. You know what I'm saying?
1: Definitely. So let's talk about, like, social media or, like, what do you think contributes to um, these standards that we hold, these age-based standards that we hold ourselves to in terms of, like, where you're supposed to be? So... How does social media play a part in, like, anxiety or stress or feelings or angst or whatever about, you know, growing older?
0: I think media in general has always played a big part. Even before social media, you had TV and, you know, your 30s looked so old when we were younger. You know what I'm saying? And everybody... In their thirties looked accomplished. They didn't look like they were having any issues. You watch these sitcoms and you'd see these people who were in their thirties hanging out with their friends, going to work, never ever talking about how difficult it is to pay rent or pay bills <laughs> or whatever. And so that kind of, you know, that might, that might have helped to shift like how we, how we thought about where we should have been. And then social media came into effect and social media plays a huge part in in many positive ways but it also can really add to somebody's insecurities and that can come from anywhere from being Facebook friends with people that you went to like you said to undergrad with or even high school with who may be biochemists at this point or you know what I'm saying they're sitting here and they're you know they're married and they've got kids and they're living in this giant home and you know they're talking about getting homes built and you know, you're sitting here in your two bedroom apartment like, all right, nigga, we we the same age and you've been and you've managed to build an entire house. Like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> and I think that's unhealthy, you know, but it, it's it's real. So you've got aspects like that where it may be people that you actually know. And then it could be, you know, people that you follow just seeing where, you know, some of these people, how they're able to sell flat tummy tea and it looks like all they do is travel and never do anything in their lives. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing wrong right now? Like, how are you living your best life? And I'm and I'm here in New York riding the two train. You know what I'm saying? So I think social media can play a, a huge, a huge part in um, adding to insecurities that we may already have. Absolutely.
1: Um, as I think. You know social media is just another way for us to compare ourselves to unrealistic exactly. standards, and it's curated much like t v like we never saw the Huxtables uh worried about how they were gonna make their mortgage. We never nope. saw you know uh you never saw Martin and Gina fighting over who was gonna pay the light bill like we never saw these things on t v um and and the same can be said for social media because you know it's curated content people can put together. Um, you know, and present to you, you know, the perfect parts of their lives, or what the parts of their lives that that, that appear to be perfect, and, and kind of like that the con- the, con- the consumption. I said I stuttered, but like how how <laughs> we kind of our culture, we're like like socialized to kind of consume people's business in a way that I don't feel like we never yep. ever had, um, and I yep. think people were our you know our parents and. um, or previous generations they may have been a bit more comfortable or they may they may have been struggling it just wasn't our business to see um exactly <laughs> so i think that i think that this age and growing up in this time where we have this like unspoken you know norm and this like even this compulsion within ourselves to share and divulge and and present things to people that's really like not none of their concern it breeds this this um, this race like this mentality mm-hmm. where we're all kind of like racing to see who is doing um, who, is, who is not even having the better life but who has the better pictures or puts, puts together the better images and mm-hmm. it's not substantive at all like you know what I'm saying it's, it's totally no. superficial and we don't have any sense of what's going on beneath that surface That's one of the things that I try to keep in mind because it's super easy to look on social media and see... You know, and we talk about this a lot in terms of like comparisons and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good to look at to, to look across the fence and look at somebody else's grass and be like that joint is beautiful. Look how green and manicured, and just there are no weeds, but you don't like while while you're in your bed sleeping, you don't see the people from next door literally on their hands and knees every night pulling the weeds out by hand, or you right. don't see that that they have paid. Um, they're paying so and so however many, um, dollars a month to come and take care of it. Um, and you trying to manage your grass on your own. So you don't see the process behind things. We just see like the end result. And what the good thing about getting older and having this perspective is that I feel like I have a lot, like the fact that I can, I'm responsible for myself. Um, and I don't have the layers of, Responsibility that come with being connected in relationship with people, whether that be romantic or otherwise, I can see things and come to grow and learn about myself and about the world in ways that I probably wouldn't have if I had to to deal with other things right now. I don't know. I've, I've come to be very grateful and and for the opportunities where I'd be able to see that age doesn't necessarily mean wisdom. And age doesn't necessarily mean maturity. And age doesn't necessarily mean like, uh, you know, better. I think those, that perspective has, has been helpful in, in helping me manage like having birthdays, um, that keep on rolling in over and over again.
0: Exactly. I mean, even some of the letters that we've gotten when we were doing the, the, the graduation shout outs, we got at graduation announcements about, older women who were completing degrees. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure they wish they could have completed those degrees long before, but then they got tied up with life and things that happen. So, I think com- putting it putting a particular goal on an age is um it's kind of counterproductive to that goal. You know what I'm saying? Cuz you're you're putting such a tight stipulation around something instead of actually focusing on on the work on actually focusing on what what it is that you should be focusing on, which is whatever that particular topic is or whatever that particular can't get my words out. Whatever that particular thing is that you need to be focused on, instead of trying to apply that to an age in which that should be done, that's not fair you're not being fair to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Life happens.
1: Totally. Okay, so good okay, here we go. So you just turned thirty two. And I know for me, a lot of things, I thought that I would be, I thought that, you know, I kind of was holding 30 as a marker for something. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted, for me, it was like I wanted to have my doctorate by 30. Mm-hmm. Um, And when that didn't happen, it was kind of like a little, it, it was a little deflating. Like, you know, it took, mm-hmm. it was a hit. Um, But perspective, you know, and experience kind of showed me that, you know, things had to work out the way they did for me. But like, if you had to give advice to someone who's turning 29 and, um, or who is, who's 29 now and staring down the barrel of 30 and, and feeling anxious about it and you had to give them some advice, what would you say to them?
0: Um, I would tell them, stop focusing so much on the age and focus on the work, you know, set a goal for yourself, but don't set a goal with a number behind it. Set a goal for something that you want to do. Um, and you can set a time frame. There's a difference between putting an age on it and putting a time frame on it. Uh, and I would just tell them, don't put don't put an age on it, but put a time frame on it. I want to do this in the next two years. These are the things that I have to do to do this. And then you, know, you figure out what those steps are. And I would tell them to just stop focusing on age so much. Stop thinking that you need to be in a particular place at a particular time. Because your life is going to pan out the way that it should. Um, And the universe is going to make sure that things happen the way that they should for you. And your particular experiences are going to be yours uh, and not anybody else's. And when you put an age on that, you generalize it. So stop focusing so much on that and focus on what your actual goal is.
1: Right. Because, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's really a distraction. And it's something that's really super minor that mm-hmm. uh, really de- detracts your focus away from what you should be focusing on. Exactly. Um, because nobody's going to ask you, now that I'm on the other side of getting the degree or whatever, no one asks me ever, how old were you when you got your PhD? Like no one ever exactly. asked you. Exactly. No one ever asked you that. And it, it's it's really something that is really, really insignificant. And you can kind of apply that to almost everything in your life, whether it be mm-hmm. marriage, whether it be um you know being a mom whether it be starting a business whether it be buying a house um i think we kind of put and coming cuz you know when it's an, it's an accomplishment you know what i'm saying you don't and you have things like those those you know 40 under 40 list and 30 under yes. 30 list and you know those those things you know can kind of i mean and we have to you don't want to be a hater we want to celebrate people who've been able to accomplish great things mm-hmm. you know at whatever age they've been able to reach. But at the same time, you don't want to allow that to kind of make you look at yourself, you know, from a a, a place of, like, deficiency. That doesn't make you any mm-hmm. less great because it didn't work out that way just for you. Um Exactly. And I would rather be an awesome, amazing wife at <laughs> 38, 39... Than to be a raggedy wife at thirty, exactly who's not ready. So you know what I'm saying. Like I, my 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 goal is to just be an amazing Kia, um, so that yep. whenever the partner comes, I will be like the best partner, the best wife ever um, <laughs> for you know whoever he is. So it's just I, like you know you, That's a great point. It's not. It's not about timeline, and birthdays are to be celebrated, not dreaded. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And this is something that I have to kind of keep in mind for myself, um, because thirty-five is, is a big one. <laughs> thirty-five it's a, it's a, is a big one a for me.
0: It's a milestone. It's a milestone
1: birthday. Uh, and I'm not excited about it. I'll be very honest. I don't know what brigade of motorcycles is going up the street at your house, but I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna talk just through. Keep it. It. I, I'm not, I have to be honest, like, I'm not thrilled. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, uh, sad, but mm-hmm. I'm not thrilled. That's kind of how I felt.
0: I'm grateful.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, I am, but I, 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 I do want to get to a place where I'm excited about it. So maybe that's something that I could work on between now and my birthday in December. It's like finding things to be excited about. I mean, cause I do have a lot to be grateful for and it won't, won't take mm-hmm. me long, but it is, um, you know, just in terms of like, Reconciling that although my life is not how I thought it would look at this age, I made it and I'm going to be, I'm going to be amazing at 35. Like, you know, there's going to be things about 35 that, you know, are going to be pretty lit if I keep working hard.
0: Yeah. And things for you to look forward to. And you, you, you're making so many strides, you know, in your career, um, in your development of your career. And so you've got so many, so many things to look forward to. You just got your PhD. I think it's dope. For myself, I just try to focus on, I can't wait uh, until I can strictly work for myself. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just working on that goal now to really, and I'm happy I've gotten to a place where I'm like, okay, I know what I want to do. You know, this is the work that I have to do to do it. Um, And I can't wait to see what it becomes. And I try to really, just really, really kind of focus and hone in on that. Um, And it gets hard sometimes. It gets hard. But I'm making sure that uh, I try to implement that even more so every year and focus on the things that I already have, the things that I have to be grateful for. Um, Again, I got a lot of love this year. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of love from a lot of people that I know and people that I don't know. And it's it was it was it was nice, you know what I'm saying. And it was it was it was beautiful to see so many people take a second out of their day just to tell me happy birthday. You know what I mean. And I want to focus on those types of things because that's that's the love that keeps you pushing. You know what I'm saying. And then focusing on my goals instead of being like, all right, 33 is getting ready to come up, and I ain't done this yet.
1: Yeah, man. Totally, totally. Um. And you've done it. You know what I'm saying? And you've done an awesome job. And although things, I think our gen, our generation, I hate that phrase because people, I feel like people abuse it, but seriously, I feel like our generation is a testament to like, you know, coloring outside the lines and, and, yes. and, you know, kind of charting our own path and doing it the way that we want to do it. We have a lot of examples of people who have not followed the conventional methods. Or, you know, uh, the conventional pathways to different successes. But, you know, the consistent th- theme across all of those individuals is that they worked their tails off um, and, you know, did it despite uh, mm-hmm. the rules. Um, yep. Or not necessarily the rules, but kind of like the well, the expectations of kind of like this is how you should do it. Um, yes. So I think that, you know the The common theme is no matter like can nobody argue with your age whether you're dealing with whether you're dealing with as a younger person dealing with an older person who feels like they know more than you because you're older um or whether you're whether you are a younger person and you're trying to reconcile and come to grips with with uh you know where you are. And being appreciative of where you are. I think the common theme mm-hmm. is that, you know, hard work is something that should be celebrated at every stage. And if you're yeah. working as hard as you know that you should be working, then there's always a reason to have a party. Right. There's always something like it's like, yes, there's always something to celebrate. And maybe that's what I will focus on as yeah. I'm looking for my birthday. Um, and as we're celebrating your birthday, maybe we should look for, you know, where okay, these are the things that I've accomplished, and these are the things that I'm gonna work my tail off to do um you know within this year, um mm-hmm. you know, bring me closer to the goals that I have or whatever I don't know
0: no i th- no, you're absolutely right, focusing on those positive focusing on those goals and focusing on that positivity and i and I think that's such a key point, realizing that there's always something to celebrate so that when you do actually have something to celebrate like a birthday like I've I've lived another year you know what I'm saying I've gotten another year of experience behind me and I cannot wait um I have these goals that I'd like to reach in the next year and I just think putting that mentality behind it really helps to keep a positive a positive momentum um and not dreading getting older cuz getting you know I don't want to do the whole getting older is a mentality. Getting older is definitely a reality. It's definitely, you definitely feel the physical, the physical differences, the older you get and all of that. But I think putting that positivity on it and really focusing on on you and your goals and your end game um, can help you to look forward to another year every single year as opposed to dreading another year every single year. And stop looking at 30 for people who are younger than myself, and I'm not old. Stop looking at, like, 30 as a milestone. Stop looking at it as a place. Okay, I need to have this by 30 years old. Or getting ready to have that freak out uh, because 30 is coming up, and there's a whole shit ton of stuff that you feel like you haven't done. Because guess what? There's a whole shit ton of stuff that you already have done.
1: True. So we'll wrap this up. We'll wrap this kitchen table up. Since it's your birthday, we're gonna celebrate your birthday. Name three things that you're ha- that you're grateful for um, on your birthday. On your 32nd birthday, give me three things that you're grateful for right now.
0: I am grateful um, to be able to provide um, different things for my child that maybe I might not have gotten or, um, you know, gotten that, that had that consistency, such as like, like dance. I'm able, I'm, I'm happy that I'm able to, uh, watch her flourish and enjoy her childhood, um, in a way where she doesn't have to worry about anything and it's, everything's all good to her. You know what I'm saying? I'm grateful for that. Uh, I'm grateful for her in general. I'm grateful, um, to see the takeoff of, a business that I have really, really tried to nurture over the years. Um, to see it become something else and and watch it grow and I'm looking forward to the different projects that are gonna come along with that. Um and then I'm grateful for all of my loved ones. I'm grateful for every single person in my life who adds something to it, whether it be humor or conversation, when I when I just need to talk or companionship whether that be friendship romantic whatever i'm grateful for every single person in my life um who i love for just being there uh and being a part of being a part of my world happy birthday jay thanks sis we talking birthdays and crap we got yours coming up and we'll be sure to I do something y'all. fun for it it's totally not necessary
1: <laughs> honestly truly It's time for the honesty box. We didn't have an honesty box last week. I think because our kitchen table, we read a couple of letters and Mm -hmm. there was a lot of like, uh, listener participation in the kitchen table talk. So we, um, did not have an honesty box, but I did see the tweets and the people in the comments who were concerned about the lack of honesty box. So we have an honesty box for you guys this week and we hope that it is something that you will enjoy. This week's Honesty Box come from a listener who wishes to remain anonymous. Um, she greeted us and said that she really loved the podcast and appreciates that we're real and honest and deep a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. the um, she, she just graduated from graduate school in May uh, with a higher education degree. And uh, congratulations, sis. So she's writing yeah. in yes. about a relationship Um she's been she's writing in about her ex-boyfriend she, who she'd been with for three years uh, She said that she's twenty four and he's twenty seven um, They had a really tumultuous on again off again um uh relationship. They broke up in May of this year. He broke up with her um and went on a trip across country in July to visit with a friend. He met somebody at a party and fell in love with them and came back home and broke up with her. Um, they had a very tumultuous relationship. Um, I'm paraphrasing because her email is quite lengthy, but I'm just trying to get the name <laughs> before we get to the question. I'm trying to give necessary context for the question. She says that she kind of explained the the way in which they broke up um and so that recently. She took some um some she took so they broke up in July. She took like a whole month off from talking for him to him and started seeing a therapist and getting her life together. And of course, after she did that, or when she was feeling good about where she was, the nigga called her back. Um, after not speaking with him for about 31 days. So I'll just pick up where she says, um, I see a lot of growth. So they have been speaking. And he he reached out to her and he said that he wanted to try again. So she says that she's seen a lot of growth and change in him, which is amazing. And she's thankful um, that they did have some time apart and have space to kind of work through um, their issues. She says, I love him and I do want to be with him, but I'm wondering if right now is too soon. It's only been 31 days since they broke up. So they broke up in July, had a break for 31 days, and now... Um, He's back and and she wonders if it's too soon for them to be considering getting back together. I have been focusing on myself, plan to take trips with friends and glow up. I'm torn because I know people can change, but I'm afraid of feeling what I felt when he broke my heart. When I think of being with him right now, I get a lot of anxiety. This is not because I don't want him, but I can't seem to figure out why. He also sees the benefit in waiting and growing individually. But should I cut off communication during that time? Should I even try to fix things? As you can see, I'm really confused. Any insights, suggestions, advice would be so appreciated. So, What do you think, sis? Like you break up your boyfriend. You have a a tumultuous relationship with your boyfriend. He goes on vacation, goes to a party, meets another (laughs) woman. And falls for her. Comes back to tell you. Yes. Comes back to tell you that he is breaking up with you to be with this person. Um, And you have proceeded to go ahead and get your life together. You've gone to see a therapist. And you've planned trips. And you're working on yourself. And after Mm -hmm. 31 days of solitude. The nigga returns. Um, (laughs) And now, you know, you're wondering whether or not you should go back.
0: What do you think? Well, I think, first of all, it's just like a nigga to come in. Fuck your progress up. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you're 24 years old. Right. Um, We've said this before. We're going to say it now. And we're going to say it again, probably in another honesty box. But you are going to reach so many different levels of your life um and you're already taking such mature steps already especially for somebody your age because it's easy to fall into uh an unhealthy um uh demise after you know after the ending of a relationship but spiraling or should I should I say it's easy to fall into an unhealthy spiraling and you've already t- you're taking the necessary steps you're going to see a therapist like and you've said it yourself you're like I'm on my glow up like I've been focusing on myself I have trips planned with friends. You've got positive things going for yourself. And you've got so many things to look forward to. And um, this nigga doesn't get to just do what he wants. He doesn't get to just go out of town, fall for some heifer at a house party, and then come back and be like, you know... Yeah. You know, that 30... I had 30 days of Lawrence, and I realized that Padma (laughs) wasn't it. Like, that's that's not how this works.
1: Nah. So... Not at all. Mm.
0: So I I I would say that you need to continue to do what you're doing. You're already taking the nece- you're taking the right steps. Like I don't even have any additional steps to give you or anything. You're taking the necessary steps right now to um to grow as a person and to heal yourself and to become a better person all around. Which I think is so key in what you said. Like you're working on yourself. So continue to work on yourself and do not let him come in and hinder your progress and completely like just fuck your shit up. Like you don't he doesn't need to he doesn't get to come in and do that. He doesn't get that privilege and that right to come in and do that.
1: I think, you, yeah, Jade raises a, a fabulous point. Like if anybody leaves your life, they don't get to come back on their terms. Exactly. Like you are you are in control here. You have mm-hmm. every right to kind of continue on your journey to trying to figure out whether or not you're making the right choices for yourself, and that's an ongoing process. And you don't—I mm-hmm. feel like this this pressure that you're putting on yourself, like even in reading your letter, I'm getting this pressure and this sense of urgency. Like you do not have to make a decision about this today.
0: Um, and if he's trying to put that pressure on you, I'm sorry. If he's trying to put that pressure on you, he's wrong. Right? Like. You don't have to. You, he, you are not required
1: to answer any questions. You're mm-hmm. not required to give him any kind of deadlines. The fact of the matter is, he made a decision to break up with you and to leave your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he must. Now he must deal with uh, the consequences of that of that decision. Like you don't. You don't get to just come back and pick up where we left off because this is your choice and it's the choice that you made. And as such. I made a choice to get myself together and I'm yeah. going to take my time and do that. I'm not telling you to stop caring about him. I'm not telling you to stop loving him. You if, do what you want to do. Do, right. do, do what makes you happy. Um, but just make do sure that you. you're right. But just make sure that you're doing it because you really want to, and not because you feel any kind of way about, you know, don't, don't make any decisions out of fear. Or like out of like a what if, like, well, if I don't, if I don't, if I don't get right back with him right now, then maybe he won't want me in six months or three Mm -hmm. months. Like, girl, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? If it's, you, the ball is in your court. It's always has been, but it is especially in your court right now because you mm-hmm. are in charge and you are responsible for who has access to you and your heart. You don't have to give somebody access to your heart when they have abused that access in the past. So I think mm-hmm. that you should continue to, um, continue to do your, your own work on yourself. Continue to see your therapist. Um, and if he wants to, you know, set set boundaries for your interactions with him mm-hmm. and make sure that you hold yourself to those boundaries and don't get caught up and all that stuff. But set boundaries and set limits for yourself. If you want to continue having communication with him, it may not be necessary to cut him off. But you get to decide if and when you want to pursue this relationship with him again. You get to establish the terms of that. Yeah. He can't... He, no one is... No one no one is positioned to tell you when you have to, you don't have to tell him, all right, we're going to try this again. And if he's pressuring you, like Jay said, then that that's a sure sign that, that he, ain't it. he
0: ain't it. I mean, he, ain't he already it. gave a couple y'all are young. So I get it. You know, you're going to dip around and do all kinds of shit. You know, he's going to meet a, some mesmerizing bitch at a party and it's just going to be f- magical for it for a month or whatever. Like fine, whatever. But, Kia brought out a, a really good point. That fear, don't let that fear get hold of you because you've started taking, you know, amazing steps already so far to heal yourself. And that fear, don't let that fear creep back in that you may not have him in the future. Because if you, you may not need him in the exactly. future because you really don't need him now. Exactly. Look at all that you're accomplishing since he's been out of your life. You have planned trips. You put an S on the end of that. That's multiple.
1: And you are glowing up. Ain't no I'm saying that because she put quotes around her her no, glow. You are glowing no up. Ain't no quotes. You you doing it. Um and you're doing it at your own pace and you have absolutely every right um to do that. Shout out to the Sirens. We oh love the God. Sirens. Um I mean, so yeah, just just take your time and do you and you know what I'm saying? Do what you want. If he want, you know, do what you want. You do exactly what you, you out. want. And buy you food and buy you whatever. You, do, you know what I'm saying? And then you, you just sit back and, you know, make a decision like a boss to do what you want to do. That you, I could
0: do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? But make yeah, yourself yeah. clear. Mm-hmm. Make yourself clear about what it is that you are not going to tolerate.
1: And if um, he has a problem with that, then you can say, hey, hey. Bye, the, same, nigga. the same door that you used just 30 days ago. Feel free to use it again. <laughs> God bless you. It's okay. Be blessed. And good night. you're going. God, yes, God bless you and keep you on your way out. Okay? Thank you. Because listen, you 24, honey. Let me tell you something. You got a whole lot more. A whole Let me tell lot you more. Else. This ain't it, honey. I can promise you. Listen, the niggas coming like buses. You are so early. It's There's early a in the lot day. Of- it's early in the day. It's early in the day for you. The buses don't stop running for a long time, sis. I promise.
0: You have a Niggas lot more. They love to more. put the fear. They exactly. love to say, "Oh, there's a whole lot more women than there are men." No, you're not about. To, you, you're not going to scare me into a relationship with your raggedy ass. You're not going to do that. You're not going to scare me into being with you. I'm gonna continue this glow up. And what you can do is get right or get left.
1: Yeah. You said in your email that he also sees the benefit in waiting and growing individually. So hold him to it. If that's what he said, that's fine. Say that's what I, you know, if if that's what you want, then then there's, you don't have to cut communication with him. Unless he is, if, uh, if he can handle it, then you don't have to cut communication with him. But if if you continue communicating with him and he tries to act like your man when he ain't, that you know he can't handle it and maybe then you can make a decision as to whether or not you still want to uh you know engage with him but yeah. i hope that this is helpful to you um and i thank you for writing in and Absolutely. as always you guys you guys send us such awesome letters and listen we could not answer all of these letters if we tried but no. we tried to and and another thing is that you know Jade. Not no, Jade nor myself are our professionals. Um, when it comes to answering some of the very, very complicated and serious questions, and we don't want to, we don't want to, um, do, do any of our listeners a disservice by giving you advice that won't, uh, you know, be to your benefit. So if there, we are not ignoring you. If we don't answer your letter, it's something, it, it, it may be because, you know, just an issue of like volume and capacity, but it also <coughs> may be that just we just don't have the tools. Um, and if we can find you a resource or connect you to a resource where we think we will be helpful we will try to do that but if we don't answer your letter please don't think that we're being intentionally shady but we just want to be productive we want to be helpful as helpful as we can so don't stop sending letters please continue writing and we're going to get to them Um, we're going to get to as many as we can and answer the questions
0: as best we can absolutely hey Right. Getting grown Podcast at gmail.com.
1: That's the one. And I want to be
0: very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Cause everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T T Y, honey. It's time for petty peace. Petty petty. Yeah, somebody on me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
0: so- So I'm going to read a petty peeve this week. I actually have two petty peeves. I'm going to take, I always have two petty peeves, but I'll do one for myself and one from a listener so we can get some listeners in this thing today. So this petty peeve is uh, titled A Dollar, A Dream, and a Petty Peeve (laughs) from Antonio Cooper. She says, praise the Lord, niggas. My name is D, and I'm just going to get dive right in. I've already left this one at the altar because I'm convinced only Jesus can fix this. Sometimes my. only he can fix the issues that's right, but I just want to share with my fellow saints that is now that now is the time to remain vigilant and prayerful because the enemy is real and he is moving that's right. My best friends and I planned a girls' trip to celebrate our love for each other and our collective magic in preparation for my upcoming travel plans. I started shopping flights being a prudent and frugal traveler i went to united airlines who consistently does me dirt despite the alleged loyalty program of which i am a member <laughs> to see what they could offer to meet my air travel needs wouldn't you know that united tried to sell this child of god a plane ticket for a train ride yes church family <laughs> <laughs> these guys are funny. What religion are you again? Uh, yes, church family, you read that right. United Airlines standing in all their audacious treachery tried to take my good post tithing dollars. Oh my God. (laughs) Where are you every Sunday? In exchange for ground transportation. My lamb. Oh my God, all the references. I nearly fell out. Let us all join hands and pray for the immortal soul of United Airlines who is most certainly not out here living right. I hope y'all both continue to be blessed, joyful, unbothered, and excellent. You are my cousins in my head. And I enjoy all the inhibited belly laughs y'all give me every week. Thank you for commuting with me. Or excuse me, communing with me in them this week I and being the yeah. you that only you can be. Y'all are doing the damn thing. D. My, 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 my. D, I'm sorry for your... um experience i think that's absolutely atrocious how the fuck are you gonna offer me a train ticket in exchange for a plane ride you've lost your mind and then my second petty peeve are niggas who pull over without using their hazard lights (laughs) let me explain something to you i don't read minds my nigga i don't know what you're getting ready to do and when you start slowing down on a street in which the traffic should be flowing i don't know that you are getting ready to pick up your kid at a 293 Linux Avenue. I have no clue that you're getting ready to do that. Put your fucking hazard lights on. And then I know that I need to go around and continue on with my business. And that oh. concludes my petty peeves this week. What about yours, sis? Well, all right. Um, right. I'm
1: going to read uh, a petty peeve from a listener by the name of okay. Joseph. Joseph says, hey, Jaden Kia. I am easily irked, so I'll limit this email to just <laughs> one of my petty peeves. Semicolon people who drive in the middle of the damn street and, Talk wait, about it. and wait until they see me driving toward them to get back on their side. This usually happens in apartment complexes, neighborhoods, or other streets that don't have lines. I just don't feel like I deserve to have to wonder if I'm about to experience a head on collision. Through no fault of my own just because your ass want to hog the whole damn street for no reason. Mm -hmm. Also, although this is kind of petty, to me, it points to a bigger issue of people only wanting to do the right thing when someone is looking. Everyone knows damn well what side of the street they should be driving. Why you gotta wait till you know somebody else is around to be on the correct side? Ain't no excuse for that unless the road is just that narrow. So, please join me as I hope that I don't lose my mind or get into an accident and or fight over this stupid petty shit. Regards, Joseph. Yeah. I mean, that resonated with me because, you know, uh I I just feel like I struggle because not only with people who who drive in the middle of the street, but this is also, you know, but but wide turners. Like <laughs> people Ooh. wide turners because I just feel like Especially like I'm thinking about, I'm coming up a lane where, like, let's say I'm driving up the street. It's a four lane street, and like the the two lanes on the right are turning lanes, right? Yes. So the line, like, two turning lanes right next Mm -hmm. to one another. The wide turner, like, we both turn at the same time, but the the wide turner is all in my lane. It's like, can I have some street? Can I get a little piece of the street? Because, I mean, there's a piece here for me and a piece here for you, but you in the street, can I turn as well? well? Yeah. So, that's why Joseph, you know, I really, I could really um, relate to Joseph's uh, angst and exasperation with people who just drive in the middle of the street because they can. Um,
0: I believe there's an urban definition for that. It's called boss hogging. I feel like, I mean, what the fuck is happening outside? Well, I hope everybody's safe. That's all. I mean, clearly there's an emergency. These niggas ain't doing nothing. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, um, it's called Boss Talking. I feel like it It uh, it we it was defined for us by Slim Thug. Um, yeah. And those are people who drive in the middle of the street because they think that they are entitled to and have the right. Just thought I'd share that little bit of information with you all. Thank you
1: so much. And thank you, Slim no Thug.
0: <laughs> Can I end the show with a petty joy oh, um,
1: okay. since my birthday? That, that seems a little... Well, I'm interested to know what that is. That sounds a little oxymoronic, but please, by all means.
0: I call it a petty joy because these are small blessings, um, but they just make big impacts on my life. Okay. Um, Carry on. For my birthday, Crystal Jean got a peach cobbler delivered that tasted like it came out of somebody's aunt's kitchen. Oh, that's so nice. and she also got a whiskey banana pudding. Uh, so I just wanted to share that with the world <laughs> that I had whiskey banana pudding and, um, and peach cobbler for my birthday. Fuck cake. Uh, it's all about peach cobbler. (laughs) And it made me really, really happy. And there's a small cup of this whiskey banana pudding left in my refrigerator. and I'm going to consume it swiftly upon completing this episode.
1: Well, I don't think that those joys are petty at all. They are neither trivial... Uh, Nor of little importance. I think that... um, (laughs) I think that uh, peach cobbler is always something that we should give God praise for. So I I join you in celebration
0: of your birthday. And I think peach cobbler is a very adult way of saying that I'm a year older. Thank you, sis. Thank you for validating my horrible food choices. And with that being said... That's it Uh, While you all are consuming Your peach cobbler And your banana pudding And all of the things That you should not be having Make sure you are also Consuming your agua Yes indeed And
1: moisturizing Your skin And your soul Um, Because your black Will certainly crack If it's dry Inside and out. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. Sorry, it was a little bit rough. We had some technical issues this this week. So if you can hear it in our voices, uh, please forgive us. Uh, but it's Jay's birthday and uh, it's episode 25. Yay, hey, turn up. And Bye. I'm
0: turn down now because it's bedtime. Good night.